This episode is presented in partnership with the Art of Reading Celebration. Join us Thursday, November 16th for a school-wide event as we celebrate the art of reading and the mouse and the motorcycle. Friends and families of Discovery Elementary are invited to join us for a night of fun as students showcase all the different ways that reading enhances their learning. Included in the celebration will be dramatic and musical performances that students have been working hard on. We We hope hope to to see you all there. Welcome to Chapter 6 of the Mouse and the Motorcycle audiobook on the Explorer Corner podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Alex, and I'm happy to welcome you back and to continue this adventure that is the art of reading. Ahead on this episode, you will hear from our sixth mystery reader, but before that, I want to remind you to mark your calendar for the evening of November 16th, where Discovery Elementary School will host a culminating event for a school-wide celebration, complete with dramatic and musical performances that center around the mouse and the motorcycle. Our students here at Discovery Elementary School are working hard towards this exciting event for families and friends to come and see. All right, let's get to chapter six in this week's mystery reader. As you know by now, each chapter you will hear from a new mystery reader. Based on the clues that the mystery reader gives and your familiarity with the mystery person's voice, you can then play along by guessing who the mystery reader is by submitting a ticket to the front office, and perhaps your name will be drawn and a prize awarded if you guessed correctly. So without further ado, let us welcome this week's mystery reader by having them give their three clues. Hi, everybody. Clue number one is that I have five kids. Clue number two is that I have a lot of chickens, including 16 baby chickens in my garage right now. And clue number three is that I love, 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 love the sunshine. So once again, if you think you may know who is reading Chapter 6 based on those hints or by their voice, please visit the front office at Discovery and ask to fill out a Mystery Reader ticket. All right, Mystery Reader, the floor is yours for Chapter 6 of The Mouse and the Motorcycle. All right, Chapter 6, A Peanut Butter Sandwich. I told you to be careful, scolded Keith, when his parents had gone to dress and Ralph had crawled down his arm into his hand. It wasn't my fault the door blew shut. Ralph jumped from the hand to the bedspread. Though Keith was a friendly boy, even a generous one, Ralph still did not like the feel of skin against his paws. It must be terrible to go through life without fur and such a nuisance, having to wear clothes that had to be washed and drip-dried. Ralph knew all about drip-drying. Many were the drops of water from shirts and slips that he had dodged going in and out of his mouse hole. You didn't have to stay out so long, Keith pointed out as he began to dress. What's the use of having a motorcycle if you can't go tearing around, staying out late, Ralph asked reasonably. You don't have a motorcycle, said Keith. I just let you use mine, and you better be careful. I like that motorcycle, and I don't want anything to happen to it. I'll take care of it, promised Ralph, somewhat chastened. I don't want anything to happen to it either. It's going to be harder to get a chance to write it now that my mother has seen you, said Keith. She's a terribly good housekeeper, and she's sure to complain to the management. Speaking of breakfast, you people are too tidy, complained Ralph. I'm not getting enough to eat around here. You don't leave any crumbs. I never thought of it, said Keith. What would you like to eat? 
Ralph was astounded. This was his the first time in his life anyone had asked him what he would like to eat. It had always been a question of what he could get his paws on. You mean I have a choice? He asked incredulous. Sure, said the boy. All I have to do is order it when we go downstairs to breakfast and then bring you some. Ralph had to take some time to think. After a diet of Zwieback and graham crackers provided by little children, bits of candy and occasional peanut butter or apple core left by medium-sized children, or a crust of toast and a dab of jam left by an adult who had ordered breakfast sent up from room service, the possibilities of choosing his own meal were almost too much. I know what I'd like, Ralph said at last, but I don't know what you call it. Once, some people who said they were almost out of money stayed in these rooms. They had four children, all of them hungry, and they couldn't afford to go to the dining room, so they got some bread and spread it with something brown out of a jar and put some more bread on top of that. They whispered all the time that they were eating because they didn't want the maid or bellboy to know they were having a meal in their room. Afterwards, they all got down on their hands and knees and picked up every single crumb on the carpet so no one would guess they had eaten in their rooms. It was a great disappointment. It smelled so good, like peanuts, only better. The boy laughed. It was a peanut butter sandwich. Sure, I'll bring you a peanut butter sandwich, or part of one. I'll eat part of it myself. It'll be kind of a funny breakfast, but I won't mind that. Where will you leave it? asked Ralph. Keith thought for a minute. Where do you live? he asked. In the knot hole under the window. No kidding, Keith laughed. That's the hole I poked my finger in last night. I'll say you did, said Ralph. Scared me out of a year's growth. Nobody's ever guessed it's a mouse hole because it's a knot hole instead of a chewed hole. I'll tell you what, said Keith. I'll bring up part of a peanut butter sandwich and poke it through the knot hole. Just like room service, Ralph could not have been more pleased with the suggestion. Uh, what about the motorcycle, he asked. Where are you going to leave that? In my suitcase, I guess. Ah, uh, come on, pleaded Ralph. Have a heart. Leave it someplace where I can get it while you're out during the day. You're supposed to be in your mouse hole asleep, not riding around in the daylight where people can see you. Well, gee whiz, can't a fellow even look at it? asked Ralph. I bet you like to look at big motorcycles yourself. Yes, I do, admitted the boy. Well, I'll leave it back under the bed, like I said, but you promise not to ride it until after dark. Scout's honor, Ralph jumped off the bed and ran to the knot hole. Ralph's home was furnished with a clutter of things people drop on the floor of a hotel room. Bits of Kleenex, hair, ravelings. His mother was always planning to straighten it out, but she never got around to it. She was always too busy fussing and worrying. Now, as Ralph expected, she was dividing rye crisp crumbs along his squeaky bunch of little brothers and sisters while she waited to scold him. Ralph, if I have told you once, I have told you a thousand times, she began. Guess what, interrupted Ralph in an attempt to change the subject. Somebody in 215 is going to re bring us a real peanut butter sandwich. Ralph, cried his frightened mother, you haven't been associating with people. Ah, uh, he's just a boy, said Ralph, deciding to keep the complete story of the dangers and the glories of the past night to himself. He wouldn't hurt us. He likes mice. But he's a person, said his mother. That doesn't mean he has to be bad, said Ralph. Just like Pop used to say, people shouldn't say all mice are timid just because some mice are, or that all mice play when the cat's away just because some do. 
Just the same, Ralph, said his mother. I do wish you would be more careful with whom you associate. I am so afraid you'll fall in with the wrong sort of friends. I'm growing up, said Ralph. I'm getting too old to hang around the mouse nest all the time. I want to go out and see the world. I want to go down on the ground floor and see the kitchen and the dining room and the storeroom and the garbage cans out back. Oh, Ralph, cried his mother, not the ground floor, not all the way down there. You aren't old enough. Yes, I am, said Ralph stoutly. There's no telling what you might run into down there. Mouse traps, cats, poison. Why, out by the garbage can, you might even be seen by an owl. I don't care, said Ralph. Someday I'm going downstairs. But think of the owls, Ralph implored his mother. We moved into the hotel because of the owls. It was after your Uncle Leroy disappeared and his bones were found in an owl pellet. The mother mouse's plea was interrupted by the sound of Keith returning to room 215. Now you'll see, said Ralph to his mother, and waited, anxious lest his friend let him down. Sure enough, Keith came to the knothole. Psst, he whispered. Here it is. The waitress thought I was crazy ordering a peanut butter sandwich along with my cornflakes for breakfast, but here it is. He stuffed half a sandwich and a, a bit at a time into the hole, where Ralph seized the pieces and pulled them all the way through. Listen, we're going to be gone most of the day. The dining room is packing us a picnic lunch, and we're going to drive along some of the back roads and visit some old mining towns. Thanks a lot, Ralph managed to say, with his mouth watering. Have fun. See you tonight, said Keith. Have a good day's sleep. Ralph's mother could not help being impressed by the sight of that peanut butter sandwich. Just like room service, she marveled. Why, it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and it even has butter in it. I told you he would bring it. Ralph could not help boasting, even though his mouth was full. After sharing his feast with his squeaky little brothers and sisters, all of whom had trouble with peanut butter sticking to their teeth, Ralph curled up on a heap of shredded Kleenex and took a good long nap. When he awoke, refreshed, his first thought was of the motorcycle. He wondered if Keith really had remembered to leave it under the bed. He yawned and stretched and left by way of the knothole. Room 215 was just as Ralph had last seen it. The bed had not been made, and there was no fresh towels by the wash bin. Ralph ducked under the sheets and blankets that had tumbled off one side of the bed, and there in the dim light he caught the gleam of chromium exhaust pipes. Keith had trusted him after all. He walked across the carpet and took hold of the hand grips once more. They felt just right in his paws, and he longed to be off speeding around the threadbare spots on the carpet but a promise was a promise. Keith had kept his promise about the peanut butter sandwich. Ralph would keep his about not riding the motorcycle in the daytime. He tried to satisfy himself by walking around the motorcycle in the dim light under the bed, admiring all over again the sleek design of the machine. Ralph was lost in admiration and daydreams of speed and power when suddenly the door opened and the maid entered. It was too late to make a dash for the mouse hole. The maid stripped the blankets and sheets from the beds, shedding unwelcome light on Ralph and the motorcycle. Her feet in white sneakers moved lightly as she gathered up the sheets and pillowcases and towels and dropped them off with a soft plop beside the open door. The next thing Ralph knew, he was hearing familiar and dreaded footsteps coming down the hall, steps he had learned to fear when he was a tiny mouse. It was the head housekeeper the woman who was in charge of all the maids in the hotel. 
He recognized her steps and he recognized her shoes. Stout, sensible black Oxfords. Nothing was ever clean enough for the head housekeeper and Ralph's whole family lived in dread lest she discover their mouse hole. Now he held his breath, hoping she would go down the hall. But no, she stepped into room 215. Good morning, Marjorie, the housekeeper spoke crisply to the maid. Be sure you clean 215 and 216 very thoroughly this morning. There has been a complaint from the guests. They suspect mice. Yes, ma'am, said the maid. Look behind all the drawers, continued the housekeeper, and in the corners of the closets. Please report any evidence of mice, and be sure you vacuum under the beds. You have been getting careless lately. When with that, she walked briskly down the hall. Old grouch, muttered the maid as she reached into the hall for something that produced a sound that struck terror in Ralph's heart. It was the clang of the vacuum cleaner attachments banging together. This has been the Explorer Corner Podcast bringing you Chapter 6 of The Mouse and the Motorcycle. We want to give a big thank you to our mystery reader for this week. We hope you enjoyed your time on the show. Very fun. Thanks, guys. We will see the rest of you back here soon for Chapter 7. Take care, everyone.